Hello everyone, my name is Tatiana Gefter, I use she-they pronouns, and I am playing Alma of the Veil with the Gravedigger playbook. Hi, my name is Nishit Zaya, I use any pronouns, and I am playing Fletcher the Witch. My name is Janine Florence Asinto, I use they-them pronouns, and I play Haku Bayani, Starkeeper. Hello, my name is Okta, I go by they-them pronouns, and I will play male three strings. From the Weaver's Hi, my name is Harper Sage Pettit. I use they or she pronouns, and I will be your guide for this season of Queer PG of Kith and Pen. The content warning for this episode includes betrayal, complex and complicated relationships, and threats of poisoning. Dear Fallon, I am sitting in the lighthouse of the memory wells here in in Middlewell, and I'm just sitting down to compose my thoughts, and I thought writing to you may help. I'm with Alma. Fletcher and Haku are trying to get a, a memory potion to help my friend, Foster. I think something really bad has happened to him. He doesn't remember me. I was thrown over my chink and almost fell to the ground. The air was moving so quickly it was very scary. But I think I have something more important to tell you. I think you should know. Have you ever come across the term preservation? They are they are strange people. They wear black, they have weapons and armors and Professor Peppers is one of them and there's a few more. I'm not gonna put their names in here for now, but I think you should know about them. They want to make sure that nothing bad happens, but they don't seem to be doing good things to avoid that, and I'm not sure if stealing, breaking people's stuff, and being so shady is a good way to do good things. They They seem very convinced that what they are doing is right, and every time I find someone who is so sure about what is the right thing to do, I always get a weird feeling. So we're trying to get Foster back and we are learning a lot about what is happening with the gods. You see, it is human. In your next letter, I would like to know, I think we would all like to know what what the color purple means to you. If you could write back to us with that, we would appreciate it. Basically, there is this purple human figure and it's going around snatching the great gods, sometimes by force, sometimes by scolding them. And I just saw through a thought more events from almost 20 years ago. I think a group of kids was reading from a book in the old language and they may have brought brought it back. It looked like a, like a ghost. I heard them chanting something and I will need to review the, the thoughts more to, to check it up again. I will try to send it back to you. And it seemed angry and vengeful. Fallon, are you, are you still sure we are the right kid for the job? Neo, you're really fixated on Foster. What, again, specifically happened between you and Foster? Because it's been something that's kind of, like, come up a couple times, but you've not gone into the exact details. Neo and 
foster were together in 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 Loom Academy. They were learning how to be weavers, but it was a very, very formal education. It was very, very strict, very specific. It was a boarding school and Neil wasn't biting with, with any of that. Um, so Neil kind of made a couple of friends, Rania and Foster, and decided to have like a bit of a really, really intense, really bound, um, almost like very queer platonic with Foster. Um, and they made plans to flee together, but right before they could flee, while they were weaving a scarf for Foster, they had a, a premonition, an oracle manifest in that piece of clothing that said that Foster will be in grave danger if if they left. So Neo lied to Foster and uncovered the plans that they two together had to leave and kind of outed him to the to the professors. Neo basically snitched, and and then Neo left. Anyway, uh, super, super remorseful. Neil went back just two days after and found out that Foster had gone. Rania didn't know where, professors didn't know where, no one knew where. And Neil spent months trying to find Foster all across, all across the last things and never found Foster again. Since then, Neil has trusted no oracles, basically. The only oracle that Neil is even remotely closer, close to, to, to trusting is Fallon's, but that is also a bit touch and go. There's this guild of oh I left him and 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 it was it was a pretty intense guild before like oh I left him he hates me he's gone and now it's like oh I left him he hates me he's gone and something horrible happened to him anyway so now now just finished writing the letter for Fallon goes to Alma hey Alma if you could give this a little read I think maybe we could send this to Fallon yeah yeah uh, let me let me take a look at this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is, that is all, that is all the truth about what is happening. I guess we haven't really been talking to Fallon, huh? It's only been a couple of days, almost three days right now. Yeah, it's only been like three, three or four days, you're right. They wouldn't be expecting to hear back from us so soon. I mean, a lot has happened in the past three or four days, so um, I think I think it's right that we send them a letter. Yeah, let me go. This this looks good. And now we'll turn the paper around and write in big letters with a nice calligraphy Fallon on the other side of the paper and be like, "Do you have anything to burn this?" Burn? Yeah, that, that's how that's how Tok said we can send things that their way, right? And Alma just kind of starts rifling through her bag. She probably does have matches from, like, needing to light, like, pyres and stuff. So she pulls out some pretty, like, heavy-duty matches. Because they're usually, you usually put them in with the body. Do you think this is going to be more reliable than moths? I mean, we are a little far from home. So I feel like they might get a little tired flying all the way back by themselves. And we also would need to go back to the ship. Unless they have moths here at the memoriam. I don't know how they do things here. So if we burn it, then I would say that's likely enough. It'll at least be more immediate anyway. I hope this works. And then we'll just burn it and think really hard about Fallon. Anyway, how are you doing after the whole... You've read the letter. It really sounds... It sounds like we're back in something really big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does sound that way. I think maybe we should try and see if we can understand what is this thing that human wants back. Is it? Is it the gods? Is it these lands? Is it its things? We've seen a lot of things that come from really from an old time. Maybe it just wants the machines. Maybe, but it's dead. Like ghosts and stuff. They don't really. They can't really take much with them. You kind of just have what you had when you died. I'm not saying this is gonna happen, 
but if you, if one of us were to die, like right now, just kind of drop dead, we would just be wearing this clothes and like have our bags and stuff. Like we wouldn't have anything extra. You don't really get to take stuff when you die. I don't know why, but I, I mean, clearly this ghost is not like normal ghosts because they can, you know, mess with the gods. We don't know what kind of kindnesses they were given when they passed. Maybe the human just needs some help. So it's like, okay, so so you're saying it could be like the human isn't able to be at rest because it was never like formally put to rest. Okay. I mean, I could definitely do that. I would just need to find the body. How do they look? It just looks like purple and, and, and big and, and made of light. I don't know anyone like that. I've never seen a human body before, so I don't know. I'm still waiting to hear back from my mom if she knows anything about He-Mans. But she's never mentioned them before, so I guess we'll have to see. If we were to find the body, I could, in theory, put the spirit to rest. In the poem, in the verb, it says, In Twilight Shroud, a haunting tail unfurls and then it goes where shadows dance and silence slowly swirls so that could be um, a hint towards where we could find them so something dark but with a little bit of light so that we can have shadow there should be winds and then it ends up saying a haunting verse of humans lost below so something under the ground like a cave maybe we should ask the others i really wish poems weren't so vague oh but that's why they're beautiful yeah they're more beautiful when we're not trying to save the world but th think about it if, if it wasn't a poem maybe no one will remember like if it was just like boring instructions or like maybe people will remember maybe i guess you have a point this is also confusing i would like to find the others and i'm worried about foster um i don't know if i want to distract myself from the whole foster thing with this or, or if i want to distract myself from this with the whole foster thing oh buddy I would like to spend a token to ease Noah's pain, if just for a moment. How do you actually do that, though? I'm just gonna kind of put my hand on Noah's shoulder, kind of lean down a little bit and put my hand on Noah's shoulder and go, listen, I can't tell you, you know, what the right thing is to do in this situation, which one takes priority over the other, but you are one of the kindest people I know, and you care so much about other people. I know whatever happens, you are going to figure it out and it'll all work out. So think of it less as distracting yourself and more as trying to connect the dots a little bit, maybe. You can't have one of these problems without the other, and they both require you to be solved. We may not be the right kith for the job, but you are definitely the right kith for this job. And Neo, like, gives, like, one of those long exhales from when you've not, like, breathed, breathed properly for, like, a few hours. And, and we'll just go, like, right next to Alma and, and, and give them a big, slow hug. Thank you so much. Yeah, bit by bit, we can connect the dots. Don't get overwhelmed. Let's chip at this one thing at a time. And I guess the first thing is finding our friends. I wonder if they also got followed. Is there anything else you you need. There's lots of memories here that you could examine, but I don't have really an idea which ones to show you, but there's so many. And with that, we'll jump over to Fletcher and Haku. 
Fletcher is inside Ludo's potion shop making a potion with a spare cauldron. Let's get you to do a wild roll to see how quickly you are able to get this potion going. Unnatural 12. Very successful potion making. What does that look like for Fletcher as the sleepy boy is is sleepy but making a good potion still? So Fletcher's turned into like a little bit of like a grandma in the kitchen situation where like it's a very like organized chaos occasionally Calix will come and like ask Fletcher what's going on and Fletcher will be like hand me that do this and so Fletcher just like has gone like straight into like hyper focused work mode because like this is what Fletcher has been training for and it's very like like cooking montage there's like bubbles and smells and like timings and then like Fletcher gets really close to the cauldron and like is staring at it like he could burn his little nose if he isn't super careful and there's like a lot of like fun science of like colors changing and then he's being very precise which is unusual for our little sleepy boy he makes his potion do you think that maybe in some of like the previous failed potions that maybe the stakes weren't as high and then maybe also a cute boy wasn't nearby it's like when you work out a little harder at the gym because there's like someone you cut your eye maybe fletcher's a little bit like i'm about to prove myself Fletcher's feeling the pressure and acting very well under the pressure and also showing out. And we'll say since you did so well with this, normally like potions take like hours to brew, but you you get it done in about an hour. And Haku, as you're maybe getting bored, you hear the door like open up behind you and Fletcher and Calc come out with this like stoppered bottle of a guess what does what does this like memory potion look like it's kind of like an inhalant there's only like a little bit inside of the stopper and like it's a fairly like large bottle but like it's basically half full and you can kind of see a little bit of like steam rising from it and like swirling inside the bottle so you can tell that like something's sort of like building inside the bottle and it kind of is gaining more potency as it stays stoppered because it's like continuing to like steam out and it's like filling with like a little bit of gas wherever it can. I'm gonna say it looks like a sort of like Barkley forest green color. You have the potion. What's the next move for the the three of you? So should we go and get Foster? Well, I don't want to go and get Foster without Neo and Alma. We should probably find them first. We honestly, we could go get them and we could use force. I, I could... I could probably take him, but I am good at grabbing. And again, he kind of like motions like with his hands like, Rah. You're also good at throwing. Yeah, l- l- let's go find our friends. Okay, so towards the, and then whispers, the memorial. It's not necessarily a secret, Haku. Why are you whispering? Secrets. Oh, oh, all right, um. Well, I guess let's be off then. Haku would lead, but we'll go in like different with zigzag, like like they did last time. Um, are we still being followed? Go ahead and give me a heart roll, Haku. Because okay, part of the reason why you were outside was like to keep watch. Eight. Yes, you are not seeing anyone close by. Nobody tailing you in your whole time of of watching outside you're like checking in on the little rainbow god, but you're also peeping around to see if see if there was somebody close by keeping tabs on you and it seems like you've successfully lost them. You have that little spot 
on your torso that's kind of hidden away the mark of the starkeeper and you when you got it back in your later school years like it was super exciting um but you hadn't really done anything with it nothing happened to it since appearing you feel kind of a twingy itchy sort of feeling there right where the spot is under your your apron go to the side real quick and just like check what's happening there because i think that's where like there's a like zipper in the dress under the apron built in in a way that anytime that haku wanted to check on it he could but after so long he's just given up but every dress is built with that so like unzips the zipper or like the clasp that's there to see what's happening what does the mark of the starkeeper actually look like every mark is going to look different but it's still going to be some cluster of stars or constellations and for haku's it's the constellation of um, the wanderlust which is a a traveler who journeyed so long they forgot their destination those born under it are often adventurers and or lost Um, for haku it's always there's a fine line between adventurer or lost for for him but like that's the mark that is there is there a constellation that would give feelings of not the opposite of that like that feeling still lingers for haku but as haku looks down at this mark it's starting to give feelings of newness maybe found something that is lost something being restored I think it's going to be the constellation that is associated with the grand god of forgotten dreams because it is something being remembered. Again, the way that Haku has interpreted the god of forgotten dreams is one that, yes, they're forgotten, but Isleen helps find those forgotten dreams. So it is remembering. And in that constellation, it is where you start to remember um, something that is lost or finding something that is lost. And so as Haku looks down, the mark of the star keeper is looking looks a little different it is a little bigger it seems to be glowing a little bit and has changed like the the previous mark is still there but it is almost this new intermingling with that sign of isleen as well so Fletcher and Calix, you kind of just like kept walking and then all of a sudden you realize that Haku's not there. You look back to see him kind of like snapping back up like his little apron. Haku, how how are you feeling about this? It doesn't show on your face. There is this look of slight fear because I don't know if there has been a record of the Mark of the Starkeeper changing and like thinks back like the last time Constellation changed that was time travel and all that and like starts getting in the math of it but then he thinks back about finding the small and forgotten god and was like oh this is a sign that something good and something different is happening and I have found something so this is related and there's this newfound excitement in the daytime that Haku has because like like, yeah, we're in the day all the time. Haku is with their friends and is like having a blast, but it's it's the stars that he's always been fascinated about. And now there is something different that he's excited to explore. So there is this fear and excitement that is on his face. And he starts like jumping a little bit and like stops and then hyperventilates for two seconds and then jumps again and then joins his friends. Uh, is your friend okay? Uh, um, you're my friend too, but you know them better. I don't know. Uh, Haku, are, are you okay? Did, did you drink too much tea again? 
No, I didn't drink a lot of tea. I mean, I'm hydrated, so that's pretty good. But there's something different about the Mark of the Starkeeper that I've had for a bit that I don't think I told any of you guys about, but that's okay. We don't have to deal with that. But yeah, everything's cool. Everything's great. I'm just finding something lost, and that's kind of cool. What? So, Mark of the Starkeeper. That's how my, like, big thing of knowing who the Starkeeper is, and I wondered why I wanted to focus on it a little bit more. And normally, it is the constellation of the Wanderlost. Adventuring, lostness, all of that fun jazz. I can give you a little paper about it. I do have a little pamphlet. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked, and it's kind of changing and glowing a little bit more than usual, because normally it doesn't glow that much, but does sometimes, and it's changed to the god of Forgotten Dreams from back home. So that's kind of cool. Oh. Yeah. Do you think that means we might find Isleen? That'd be kind of cool if we find find Isleen, like, outside of the lastings, because that means there's something here. Yeah, I really miss the gods. Oh, also, I saw a little tiny god earlier. You saw a tiny god? Which one? Well, I don't think it's one of ours, but it was... And I look around to see if anyone's throwing water. You've walked by the, the fountain at the town center. The water's, like, splashing up into the sky, creating that, like, mist. And, yeah, you definitely, you, you would see that little rainbow god. So, if you look, and I, like, move both Calyx and Fletcher into this spot, and make sure that they're, like, right next to each other, but I don't do it on purpose. I'm just, like, they have to see it. I know nothing. I'm very oblivious of what's happening here. Okay, so if you look right there, do you see that, like, the colors right there? You will, you'll see the little, hi, hello, I want to introduce you to my friends. And sort of like shimmers and flies about a little bit as like the wind carries it. And you can can definitely tell that it is like showing out a little bit. I see it. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah. Where did you learn that song? I don't know. You know, it just kind of happened. Oh, that's really smart. Follow the instincts. Fletcher waves at the little god. It waves back. Fletcher will take out a little bit of like leftover like water for potion and sprinkle it in the air as an offering. I think you get a token. I think both of y'all get tokens. Haku, Calyx, and Fletcher moves along after a few moments of kind of like taking in that small beauty. And then eventually arrives at the memoriam and you you swing the door open as uh, Flower is standing there like talking about all the the different memories that they could show the group. Neo and Alma, you, you hear the door, door swing open as Flower says, well, I could show you the, the birth of a god. Um, also, the, the last human, that one was pretty interesting, but honestly, just... Whatever you would like. Oh, welcome, welcome. Um, I'm. I'll be with you in a moment. Hi, guys. Oh, you. You know. You know these folks. Um. Oh, yes. Please, please come, come join us. I was just telling them about some of the the memories that are available. Um, that they could they could see. Yes. Is anything sticking out to you? Excuse me. Did you say the birth of a god and the last human? We have those. Oh. Well, now that we have more people that can actually see the thoughts wars, and Alma's gonna pull <laughs> Haku and Fletcher over. Why don't we do all of them? That sounds like a, a wonderful and invigorating idea. Follow me. Hey, hey, is anyone else out there obsessed with dice? Does anyone out there want to join the I have too many dice sets for my own good club? Or is this going to be a party of one? 
because I would be the first to tell you that I have a dice problem. But I don't necessarily think that's the worst problem to have. So if you've got the same mindset, QueerPG has a fun little offer for you. If you head over to fanrolldice.com, you can use our code QueerPG10 at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. They've got gemstone dice, my personal favorites. They've got wooden dice, they've got metal dice, and a whole bunch of other designs and accessories to fit all of your dice gremlin needs. So, if you find you're itching for something new to add to your collection, head on over to fanrolldice.com and remember, QueerPG10, that's Q-U-E-E-R-P-G-10, at checkout to get 10% off. Have fun rolling! So, Birth of the First God. This takes place in Towerfell, a large metropolis gathered in a large city square with these sort of like massive backdrop ports that you saw the Starkeeper show on, but like huge. They go up the whole sides of these buildings that make up this town square, and a large group of kith gather and celebrate life, music, and love, and through their kind of like, it's almost like a week-long ritualistic celebration, a massive shimmering form of a phoenix appears above the crowd and casts a blessing of vitality over everyone. And on that day, they gave this god the name Luminale, their god of life and vitality. And then the vision or the memory of the last human also takes place in in Towerfell. This was years before the birth of the first god. Kind of surrounded by all these kith is a decrepit old human laying on uh, the ground. And again, these the kith are very small in comparison to this human. And they don't share a common language of tongue. They are using some sort of simple language through hand signs and gestures. And basically the message that is is passed along through these hand signs from Lavender is for forget the memories of us. If you do, then we will never come back. Maybe when all of those kids got around and started reading from the book, they broke kind of what, what Lavender was asking of the kids. Forget the humans. But who? And why? And if we forgot them for so long that they have never been a problem before, why why are they back now? Who brought them back? Was it the preservation? I don't know if the preservation was technically like stealing stuff and reading about them until after the gods started disappearing. Well, didn't Professor Peppers or uh, uh, Loretta, didn't L- Loretta say that the preservation comes from the time of humans? What are they preserving then? Is it knowledge about the humans? Because that, that sounds like something we shouldn't preserve. And, and that book that, that Lavender wrote said that once something is believed in, it's given power. So what if the preservation believes in bringing back humans? I was on the right track by not believing in them in the first place. Alma, humans are real. Alma, this is not the time to discuss this. Sorry, I'm sorry. This is a lot. I'm really overwhelmed. Maybe preservation. Maybe they they really don't want to bring the humans back, but they are doing it anyway just because they're trying to not bring them back. It's like when they tell you to not think 
about honey flakes and you just think about honey flakes because you you're really hungry yeah i know about the honey flakes do you want some honey flakes i have some in my pocket chandler you notice them like walking over to a desk close by and they pick up a vase and like they're holding it over their head and they're kind of like going one two chandler stop chandler i'm trying to make myself forget about the humans i don't think that's going to I could, do I need to do it to one of you instead? And then you could do it to me and starts like walking over to Alma. No, no, no. You stay back. Even if all of us in this room forget about the humans, the preservation is still like, you know, out and about doing their thing. And we've kind of been talking about humans a lot. So everyone that we've talked to humans about also have been thinking about them. We need to bonk everybody else on the head first and then us. No bonking. Wait, I thought we were doing a big mission to make people remember things. And now we gotta make people forget things? Yes and no. We want people to remember the gods but forget the humans. Also, a quick check. We we weren't followed, were we? There's not one that was like hiding here, right? It's not someone from the preservation that's currently hearing our entire conversation is about to go, like, run to, to the professor, right? Give me a heart roll. This is six. You're not sure, Haku. Maybe, like, taking in everything, you've kind of given up your your focus on the, the watchfulness that you were doing. Sick. Yeah, nothing's wrong. Alma, like, outside one of the windows... Up the tower, you see like a little shadow. So what we have to do is stop the preservation. Shut up! Shut up! I will be right back. And just like very nonchalantly, like I'm just gonna go to the bathroom, guys. I'll be right back. Okay. We have a we have a bathroom in here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm more comfortable going back to my ship. You know how it is. And she's just gonna walk outside and start sneaking up to where she spotted. There is nobody up there. There is a a black feather, though. Alma's gonna grab the feather and come back and just kind of hold it. That was a quick trip to the, the ship and back. I realized that I could hold it. That's quite a beautiful feather you have. Isn't it just? Seems raven-like. Doesn't it just? And Neo just looks at the feather, looks at Fletcher. Give me an intellect roll, Flasher. Seven. It could very well be Lauren's, but it could also very well be Riften's. Lauren's feathers kind of have this like bluish, dark bluish hue to them, and it does have that, but you've not spent a ton of time with Riften, um, and it could also be be Riften's. You're you're leaning more towards Riften. Can Fletcher smell the feather? You smell the feather, and it definitely smells a little less familiar, but it could also be that Lauren's changed some. Um, I'm not sure. It doesn't seem like Lauren's, but I don't really know the other raven that well. Either way, we know what it means. We have raven friends. Friends are a word to use in this particular instance. I see. I 
Yeah. So this has been lovely, Flower. Thank you very much for all your help. Been invaluable. I'm sure we will return should we need anything else. In the meantime, friends, I think perhaps it's best that we be on our way and start accomplishing some of our goals. Before leaving, Fletcher would like to ask Flower, and he kind of, he hasn't introduced himself, but he just goes, Excuse me, uh, Flower, memory librarian, excuse me? Yes, um... What, what, what do you need? My my friend can't see the memories, the thoughts, Mors, and because of that, they really have a hard time believing us about the things inside of them. Is there any way to make someone who can't see thoughts, Mors, see the thoughts, Mors? Unfortunately, there's there's not. If you can't see them, you you just you can't. Why is that? Some people are blessed with the sight, and some aren't. It's just the same way as some of us are more apt to be able to do magics and control those, and some aren't. We, we all have our strengths. We all have the things that we're good at, and that doesn't mean we're less than. It's just we're different, and that's honestly kind of beautiful. Thank you, Flower. So are we going to try and give the plan? The plan. We did step one and step two. This is the final plan, right? This is what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be. I don't know how to talk like this. I'm not used to. Is it. Are we doing the, the potion thing or are we doing. Uh huh, yeah. We're getting the your, your potion thing. Your potion thing, specifically. Because that will help us with the other potion. Okay. Haku finally understand where the math is going. Does Fletcher understand where the math is going? No. He's just along for the ride. We're going to find our friend to catch up. So we're going to Torterra's headquarters. Pretty much. Haku turns to Fletcher. I'm now lost. Are you lost? I'm pretty sure we're at the memory archive so no i'm not lost understood and i just follow the friends where is the headquarters it is on the edge of town um opposite of where your ship landed so you have to kind of go from end to end once again it's probably getting late again with all the walking around that you're doing would you find a place to sleep or are you going to do a stealthy mission by night we could try and and go in like maybe we could get some suits some like business suits uh, and just go there as if as if we were belonging in there you want to do a disguise you want to do disguises maybe that helps or uh, unless we want to just do like i was just kind of thinking about kidnapping foster in the middle of the night that's a good idea haku is still on the mind of disguise and you see them just turn their apron around and make it into like a backpack oh we're not we're not doing the dis the disguise i can and then and then fixes the apron back on what do you want to do fletcher well I, I'm not sure how we're going to do this, but I think we should all know how the potion works. So here's the potion. Fletcher takes out the, the, the pretty vial with the like billowing steam. Steam's not the word, right word, is it? Vapor? Vapor. Vapor. Thank you, thank you. So this is the potion. Foster um, doesn't have to drink it. In fact, should not drink it. But uh, Foster just has to be able to breathe it in. And that should work. If Foster breathes it in like at least three times, the potion should be able to get to Foster's brain and help bring the memories back. Chandler's hand shoots up. Um, so what would happen if someone drank it? Um, 
you you just tend to remember a lot more than most people would want and you become really aware of how your entire body works and i don't think you want to feel the way that like you know like your veins work and then all of your body cells start talking to you and it's really not not pleasant they, they made us try it in witch academy as sort of like a beware thing because a lot of people wanted to drink it because it looks really pretty and so some of us drink it as like not not a punishment but it was it was what our professor described a teaching moment chandler's hand shoots back up haku's hand raises too we're not giving you a teaching moment no i'm not i don't i don't want a teaching moment i was just thinking like if if horace is such a jerk but like maybe we could make him drink some if we need to we're not engaging in biological warfare. <laughs> this isn't biological warfare. It's giving somebody a drink. Haku put it put his hand down. Right, Haku. We could we could make them drink it. We're not poisoning people. We're not about that. Horace is a jerk butt. I know, okay? I did kind of break his machine, so that seemed like a good fun time for me. But we're not poisoning people. <laughs> Since it's something that Foster needs to breathe in, if we sneak into Foster's room in the middle of the night and just kind of hold it under his nose. And, and then we don't need to kidnap. And then we don't need to kidnap them, which is, you know, a bit of a bummer on my end because I did kind of want to. We'll go kidnap Horus. So we're not kidnapping, but are we taking Foster with us after they smell the potion? And who is going to give Foster the, who is, who is the sneaky sneak sneaks? Hey, uh, God, what skill would be required for sneaking around? Swift. Thanks, God. So I think Neu is the sneakiest amongst us, not just because they're small, but also because they're very agile. Haku, you're also a bit sneaky. Chandler raises his hand. I can sneak. There's a lot of times in school y'all didn't even see me. Why would you say that? And there, there's been times recently where you've not seen me. Why would you say that again? <laughs> because it's a fact. Why would I not let you know a fact? Especially when it's relevant to the situation. I've had no other opportunity to tell you this before. It, it, it's fitting night, right? Calyx, it's, it, it, this fits right. Looks up at Calyx and Calyx just kind of like shifts over across uh, his arms. Uh, I'm not engaging with this. Chandler, is it because you were trying to not be seen or because you felt unseen? Kind of looks around and starts to say something and then just like puts his hand down and doesn't say anything. Hey, Calyx, are you sneaky? I'm the largest among us, so probably no. I'm really small, but I'm not sneaky either. Okay, so here's what I think the plan is going to be. There's going to be a small team of Neu, Haku, and Chandler. Sneak into the complex, find Foster, and do the potion. You just put it under Foster's nose, let him breathe a little bit, and then you're good. And then Fletcher, myself, and Calyx will serve as watch if anything starts going down in the complex we will cause a, a distraction does that work for everybody yes i will flow throw fletcher as a distraction we can be performers you could be performers okay yeah like a like circus yes i just came up with that on the fly pun intended i'm kind of scared of circuses but i could be in one i guess it's a fake circus, if that makes you feel better. Why are you afraid of circuses? 
Why is the circus fake? I guess we're not in a circus. I mean, we can go back and see a circus if we wanted to. I don't want to see a circus. Why are we focusing so much on circuses? I need something heavy. You don't need anything heavy. I'm giving you actually nothing heavy. What if I need to bonk someone? I don't think you need to, I don't think that'll be a problem. I don't think that'll be a, in the in in I don't think that'll be a thing for you. I'll be honest. I think I think we'll be okay without your bonking capabilities. During this, Haku sits next to like a like tries to find like a shadow from the night sky and just goes, "Hello. Is anyone in here? Hi. I'm looking for a little bit of assistance." Anyone in the shadows? Hello? What is Haku hoping to accomplish with this? Haku hopes to find like a little forgotten god of shadows to hopefully like help cover us when we go inside. Or specifically like maybe like guide us through. And like just a little, just a little guy in the shadows. So Haku, you, you know that you typically, you do need to show like affection for or appreciation for in some sort of like ritualistic manner even though it could be like small what what does haku do try to like show offering or admiration for a, a small god of shadow so he has ch- he's he has a chai from back home which normally chai is a black tea so he pulls out like a little little like serving of it and like puts it down and like tries to find if there's like a little acorn the top of an acorn to make it a little cup and puts like the little chai in it and like puts it down in the shadow like the darkest point of a shadow just puts it there um as like an offering I, that's a I, I, that's a token that's that's how i'm spending that token that's what's he's doing and now now he's just kind of like laying on the ground like head in hands looking at like little little paws are kicking behind as they're like looking at the shadows trying to be as welcoming as possible a few moments go by and eventually you see like the shadow kind of like shimmer and move kind of like swirl up the the chai tea leaves and all of that up into the the air and kind of like crumples it up and makes it into like a fine powder and it's kind of like flies on the wind and then like this shadow kind of like shifts out and kind of wraps around you in almost like a hug i made a new friend and i think they will help us Get sneakily through. Wow. Who is this? What is your name? And the shadow just like moves and shimmers again. No name is coming to you, but it definitely like a small and forgotten god of moving shadows. How does wisp sound? Shimmers, twirls, and moves tightly around you. This is wisp. Hello, wisp. Hello, wisp. Hi, wisp. Great to meet you. You all would kind of like be on this like ridge at the edge of town looking out at this like flat area where there is a large building. It looks pretty new and looks like it is a factory of some sorts with this fence around it. So you all make your way there. I imagine Alma... Calix and Fletcher post up somewhere close by in case something goes wrong. Haku, Neo, and Chandler 
sneak around to the back where they find a little dip in the ground where they can like kind of crawl up under the fence and start searching the complex. You all go ahead and give me a swift roll. That's a dirty 12. Chandler it is like he said, like very sneaky. Um, there are times where you forget that he's even there. But yeah, you have the shadow that's helping out. But how do the, the three of you work together with the shadow to explore this compound? I think... We will try to, first of all, get a bit of a sense of direction. So if it's a factory for health and safety in the workplace regulations, it will have probably a map. So we're going to try and, and maybe find that map first. And then we're going to move through the motor kind of like service corridors in between the machines and and just like always kind of like move three steps, stop for a second, listen, and then move three more steps. And I imagine like kind of like tucking into like these like little crevices, little like corners, and like different people like walk by, and one of them says something about like the residential corridor, how they're they're pissed they're on night shift now over some sort of mistake and Horace has put them on there and eventually you work your way over to that residential corridor you do find Foster's room most of the folks live in these bigger like bunk rooms but the the higher ups and, and Foster is one of those has their own room and it has like a little nameplate on the door Neil turns around spooked hey hey Hoko yeah Chandler, did we get the potion from Fletcher? Yes. Okay, good. Does anyone know how to open doors stealthily? What kind of a what kind of a door and all this is? This facility also like it's, it looks different than all the ones that you've been in before. Like it's a like a nice like nice. It is new. It is very sterile. Like especially in the residential corridor, um, it's like white walls, white floor. There's it's kind of hard to to sneak here thankfully like there's not anyone out and about since it is late into the night and it is a a white door with a simple stainless steel uh handle that like kind of like pull down on very industrial and does the door look like it's an in or is it an outie it's an in haku walks up to the door and just taps it very taps the doorknob very slowly to see if it is Locked. It is unlocked. And then slowly opens the door. Just kind of like very slowly creaks open. And it is a, a simple modern room. A sort of closet area with lots and lots of those like jumpsuits just like lined up on hangers. A simple desk off in the corner and a bed kind of nestled away and it's not a very big room and there is a form sleeping on the bed back towards you. I hand the potion to Neu and I just keep myself posted at the door. So we're doing this, right? Yeah, I, I'll watch the door for you. Are you sure? Maybe, maybe we shouldn't do this. What if he wakes up and doesn't Wanna come with us? Well, there's one way to find out. Okay, let's go. Step by step. I give Neo a little hug before they do it. And with a little bit more bravery this time, Neo wraps the, the cork and stealthily gets as close to Foster's nose as they can. Kind of like hold, hold the stopper, hold the bottle, and just really slowly release, trying to minimize the pop of the stopper. Stopper comes off, the vapor goes up into the nose of Foster as he sleeps and 
and starts struggling. <coughs> and kind of like sleepily like rolls over and through squinty eyes sees Neu there. You, 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 what are you doing here? You know who I am, you poster? Yes, I know who you are. What are you doing here? I'm trying to help you. Help me? Help me? I close the door. Yes, you're out of the last things. No one no, no one has known anything about you for months. And I tried writing to you. I tried sending flaming papers. And now I find you here. You didn't even recognize me earlier. Something's wrong with you. And he looks at Neu with an intensity of a thousand burning stars. I spent months thinking about you. I, in no way, shape, or form, have forgotten the betrayal that you pulled on me. I thought you would take a hint and leave my life for good. But apparently, you can't even be bothered to do that. And those color kind of like drops. Their ears kind of like almost flop slightly. Their shoulders slump. They take a half step, a half stumbling step backwards. So, so you did recognize me? You just didn't care that he threw me off? And in this moment of kind of confusion, Neo, I imagine your vision is kind of getting that like tunnel-y sort of like sinking feeling as you look black. It's kind of like coming around your line of sight, uh, kind of engulfing your surroundings. And you don't notice it because, again, you're kind of reeling. He reaches over to a little switch on his nightstand and says, I was hoping to push you off myself. And hits the button and you hear a siren start going off. I grab Neu and we run out, but I leave like the biggest glare to Foster and I go, they were trying to save you. They were trying to pay you back. I guess that was wasted. And I just run and make sure Chandler's behind me and take Chandler's hand. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can follow QueerPG on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at QueerPGPod. QueerPG is made possible by all of you who listen and share the show. So if you like what you hear, please rate and review. It helps other people find the podcast. You can also support the show by signing up for our Patreon at patreon.com QueerPG. If you're interested in seeing transcripts for the episodes, all of those from previous episodes and episodes to come can be found on our website, QueerPG.com. Until next time.